This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. Bienvenue. Bonjour. That means welcome. Hello in French. It is Tuesday, which means I am talking to somebody instead of just rambling into a microphone by myself. Also, our landscapers started today. We are doing lots of work in the backyard, putting up trees, shrubs, patio stones, stuff like that. And it's extremely loud. So I'm sorry if you hear men yelling in the background or like an excavator go by. It's out of my control. Anywho, today I am talking with Adria Garza. She is the twin mom of Cody and Haven, otherwise known as the Garza crew on TikTok and on Instagram. They quickly gained 3.5 million followers on TikTok, which is mind boggling. I cannot understand how many people that is. Like I can't comprehend it. I always think about groups of people with regard to stadiums. So like if I go see Sean Mendez in Toronto and he sells out that stadium, that's like 25,000 people. So think about how many people are in a stadium when you go to a concert. Like it just, and that's only 25,000. It just blows my mind. Anyways, in this episode, we get into what her transition into motherhood was like. That's like my favorite question to ask people. Also the ups and downs of having twins. And a lot of the things that she mentions, I never would have thought of, but it makes so much sense. Also, we talk about having kids on social media that are famous. And if you scroll TikTok regularly, you probably have seen lots of content about like the dangers and like how terrible it is to have your kids on TikTok. And like, while I understand that piece of it, like there are bad people in the world and, you know, shitty things happen. Adria really makes a great point that kind of changed my opinion of it because to be honest I like I started to be nervous to even show Milo on social media and I was like oh should I just never put him on like at all like and I would think about other creators and how much their children are on their platforms and I'm just like oh like how do they do that like I don't know it just I'm torn like I see both sides and Adria's view of it I really, really liked. And I was like, wow, like that's a great point. So I'm excited for you guys to hear that piece of the conversation because I think lots of people have their own opinions about having children on social media. And really, I don't know if I said this in the episode, but I said it to my mom. I was like, it's very easy for people to have a strong opinion when they have not been given that opportunity. So for example, 3.5 million followers comes with insane opportunity and the chance to really do whatever you want with your life. And it's easy for someone that has no following is not presented with this dilemma to be like, that's terrible. Like, why would you put your kids up? But it's easy for you to say because you have not been given that opportunity. You have not, you know, had the chance to create a bank account for your child that will set them up for the rest of their lives. So I think it's really worthwhile to hear both sides of that social dilemma, I guess. So really interesting conversation, and I'm excited to hear what you guys think about it. So without further ado, please welcome Adria to the Mom Room Podcast. All right, so today I'm speaking with Adria Garza. So many of you guys probably know her from TikTok. First of all, I was looking at your information and I saw that you're from, you're in Oklahoma. That's right. We're in the middle of the U.S. Are you in Tulsa? We're in Oklahoma City. 
Oh, okay. Because I saw Oklahoma and I was like, I wonder if she knows Hanson. Like, that's instantly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know who Hanson is, but I don't personally know them. No, but that would no, be pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And were you a Hanson fan? Growing no, up? I, I mean, I was that age range where I had friends who were like super. I mean, did Hanson have like a fan name or was it just? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know if those existed yet because there wasn't social yeah, media. No. So, but no, I never really got into it. But I mean, I liked. So who were you into growing up? I think more like Destiny's Child kind of girl, you know, like. Like R&B stuff? All that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Britney (laughs) Spears. Britney Spears. We used to blast Britney. Yeah, of course. I specifically remember in, I think it was in high school, trying to learn all the choreography. Like, I would put her music video up on the TV, and I would, like, play it, pause it, like, get that dance move down, and then play it, pause it, like, try and and get the whole dance. You were, like, ahead of your time doing TikTok before TikTok existed. I say this all the time. Like if <laughs> if I was born later in life, I would be like a YouTube star. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yeah. 100%. Oh my gosh. Okay. So that was off topic, but <laughs> I had to get that out there. Okay. So the first question I usually ask people if they're a mom and they're on the podcast is what their transition into motherhood was like. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I got married and my husband had a daughter. She was six when we met. And so I was a stepmom before I was a mom. And I will say, first of all, thank you for having me. And I love your content. I have been a follower since 2020. And I loved watching your stuff in the beginning where it was so relatable. Like, what would you do? You would do the stuff where it was like telling my my husband what my toddler did today or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like you do like little skits. It was hilarious. So relatable. But <laughs> yeah, so I was one of those people who thought I knew everything about motherhood and would give him advice as far as parenting went. And then the second that I had my own, it totally changed. And you just realize all the things that you used to say that you would never do that you now do, you know? And so, and then having two, of course, was the first year, I don't even remember. It was like survival mode. I was just trying to survive every day and keep my kids alive. And it was really hard. And then, then they started walking, crawling, being mobile. And so it was just really setting up like gates everywhere and all that stuff. But I always wanted to be a mom. So I try to embrace all of those hardships while at the same time recognizing that it's the freaking hardest thing you're ever going to do in your life. It's so hard. And you can't understand it until you're there. You just can't. No. Oh my God. A hundred percent. And I feel like with social media and people now being very honest and open about how hard parenting is and motherhood and you know, postpartum, I hope it gets better and people don't have a child and they're like, oh my God, completely blindsided. But it's true. You don't actually get it until you're in that situation. Like people are like, okay, you're exhausted and you're tired. Like I've been tired before. Like I've stayed out at the bars till four in the morning. I've been tired. It's like, it's not the same. It's totally different. It's a totally different kind of tired and you don't, there's no days off really, you know? So unless you are fortunate enough to have some family that can help or friends or, you know, a nanny or something like that. But for me, I'm originally from Pennsylvania and I moved here for work, met my husband, got married, had kids. And so we don't really have a lot of family around here. So it was just us trying to survive and not having those people that you can really trust to take care of your kids and give you kind of a break, so to speak. And what was your experience with, because you said you moved to Oklahoma for work. Uh Uh-huh. So, because I'm in Canada, so we have maternity leave for the most part, unless you're self-employed. So what was that situation like for you? I'm always fascinated and cannot believe that in the U.S. there is not something set up for like, it's incredible. My company, so I was a pharmaceutical sales rep and the company I worked for, I was fortunate enough that they had a decent maternity program. You you were paid for, I think it was eight weeks. You had eight weeks paid maternity leave, but then they would hold your position for you for up to a year 
unpaid. I decided not to go back after that year because we were kind of, we didn't really know what to expect with having two. And so once that year came so fast, it was like, okay, these children are still little babies and there's two of them and the cost of daycare and everything. So I ended up giving up my position and being a stay-at-home mom, it just made more sense money-wise, you know, instead of paying for childcare for two babies. It's interesting When I talk to people who grew up in the States, like that's all you kind of know, you're like, I had a pretty good deal. Like, (laughs) you know, you, you had eight weeks paid. Like we have up to 18 months. I know. I know. That is, it's crazy. Cause for me, like in the United States, that's a pretty good deal. A lot of people. Yeah. You're like, sweet. Get their six weeks paid and then have to go or unpaid and then have to go back. And so the fact that I got eight weeks paid, I thought was wonderful, you know, but Of course. And I think social media is making it even more known now because now you just, it's like the more, you know, like, I don't think being in the United States, we even realized how bad it was until you talk to people from other countries and you're like, oh my goodness. I know it's wild. And here too, now we have the option, like there's paternity leave. So fathers can take it off as well. And you can kind of like mix and match. So like the mom can take eight months and then the dad can take, you know, the remaining 18 months or... How wonderful is that? That's amazing. Because why is it just the mom that has to be responsible for the kids, you know? My sister just had a baby in June and her fiance is off till February. That's amazing. Okay, we might move to Canada if we have any more kids. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Let's talk. I always get people, they're like, can you... Talk to somebody that has multiples, that has twins, to like explain what that is like. Because, and it's funny, I knew that I was going to be talking to you today and I'm tidying up the house like in the living room and and I saw Milo is obsessed with these little watches that you, you like pop it open and it's like Paw Patrol and it makes noises or whatever. And I was like, oh my God, Adria probably has to buy two of everything because they must want their own stuff. So what are like the biggest struggles of having twins? And then we'll talk about the benefits because I can also think of a lot of positives that there must be. I think it's just like anything in life. There's the pros and the cons. And I will say I was really excited to find out I was having twins. My husband and I, when we got married, had agreed that we would do one pregnancy and kind of see how that went. And so I always knew I wanted two kids at least. So when I got two with one pregnancy, I was like, woohoo, this is wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, we had to buy two of everything when they were babies. Some like I talked to other twin moms and they would say, like, only get one swing and one what at rocker and then see what they like. But we ended up buying, they both like wanted the same stuff. So we ended up buying two of everything and it's still, they're about to be six and it's still true today where we have to buy two of everything. So you can't just buy for one child and not the other. And they're not going to share, you know, hello. Share is like a curse word in our house. It's like share. (gasps) I can't believe you said that mommy. So yeah. So it's just, it's, there's a like, okay, so I'll give you an example right now. They're, they just started kindergarten and I had to make the decision. Do I want to put them in the same class or separate classes, different classes? And I decided to put them in the same class because after speaking with other moms, they all said, it's just easier for you because you don't have to manage two different like teachers and groups of kids with birthday parties. And I imagine that's probably similar to if you have just two kids, even in separate grades. So I thought, okay, you know what? And they, they have the same homework and this way they're on the same schedule every day. It'll make it easier and they can kind of like learn together. Well, we've already had some struggles because Haven is my more independent child. And she says, Cody keeps following her around at school. And I'm like, you're in the same Aww. class. She's not really following you. It's just that you're in the same class, you know? But she's like, oh gosh, I just wish we weren't in the same class. And then you have Cody who wants to be in the same class. She just loves her sister. And they've always matched. They've always worn matching outfits and they've always loved it. And then recently Haven's like, that's embarrassing. I don't want to match with my sister. And I get that. Like you want to have your own individuality. So going to school and being dressed the same exact way as someone else. So I'm like, okay, I get that. And so I said, all right, you guys can start picking out your own outfits. Well, then Cody wants to match with Haven because she just loves her sister so much. 
This is like heartbreaking. It is. It's just this battle of like, what do I do? Because I get both sides. Like I get wanting to be an individual, but I get having so much love and admiration for your sister that you just want to look like her and wear the same outfits. So how do I say who's right and who's wrong? What we ended up doing, a friend of mine suggested doing Twinning Tuesdays. So every Tuesday, they wear the same outfit, and then the rest of the days of the week, they can pick out their own thing. And they've loved that. They've agreed to it, and they think it's cool now that it's like, okay, like Cody gets her one day where she gets to match, and then all the other days, they can wear whatever they want. So that's worked out so far. But it's these little challenges like that that I've never even thought of. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner... I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon Plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. The thing about putting them in different classes, I just was reading something where someone was talking about that, like how it's a good idea to put them in separate classes. Like I never would have even thought about that. Like having twins, if I had twins, I feel like I would never want them to be separated. But then I'm assuming down the road, you start to get into trouble, like, because eventually they're not going to be able to be together. And mine would be totally fine not being together too. We did separate them in pre-K to kind of give it a trial run. And they were fine like that too. And then this way they did kind of make their own groups of friends that were in their classes. So I do think that's a good thing. So I think 
They're still young now, though. They're still young now. And this is a new, we switched to a new school for kindergarten. So I just wanted it to be like more seamless. So now that we've got like the dress, dressing situation down and that they like are kind of adjusting, it's been, I think this is week three or four now of school. So now that they've kind of adjusted, it's come to a better spot where they like having each other in the class and they'll come home and like share stories of the day and So I like that they're in the same class this year. But yeah, I mean, I think about the future a lot. Like, boys, what if they both like boys? Like, I know, because there's only this small, like, I mean, think about it when you're in high school. It's like there was always those, like, couple boys that everyone liked and would fight over or whatever. But you don't have to go home and potentially like the same boy with your sister. I mean, I don't even want to think about it. Thank God they look totally different. So I'm hoping that they are also like attracted to totally different things and they could end up being like totally different in high school. And I think they will so far, their personalities are night and day and everything about them has always been opposite. So I'm hoping their choice of who they're attracted to or like one day is totally opposite to the point where it's like, we don't even have to worry about that. So one of my questions was going to be like, how do they differ personality wise? So it sounds like Haven's a little bit more like independent, maybe a little bit more sassy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Haven (laughs) is definitely the leader and the one who is more independent, takes charge, very artsy, diligent, like perfectionist. And they actually play two different sports. So Cody does soccer, which is actually surprising, but she's she's more of like go with the flow, is happy doing whatever. So we put them both in soccer a couple of years ago. And I actually posted a video on TikTok about it because it was just hilarious. They were three. And oh, wow. the coach was just like the basic rules of soccer, you know, don't use your hands and just kick the ball to the net kind of thing. Haven got mad that the coach told her she wasn't allowed to use her hands. And so for the rest of the practice, she stood there with her hands just straight out like this and would just like walk around not using her hands at all, even to like run or anything. She took it so literally. That was when I knew soccer was probably not for her. (laughs) (laughs) But Cody stuck with it. Cody loves it. So now Cody's on this competitive travel team and we're going everywhere. And they also did dance at the same time. And that's kind of where Haven found her little groove because she is such a perfectionist and dance can be so detailed. And dance is like more of an individual kind of thing. Exactly. It's an, more of an individual sport, if you want to call it that. And so, yeah, so now she's a dancer and Cody plays soccer. They, they couldn't be more different in every aspect of everything. So Cody is my more sweet, caring, sensitive, kumbaya, wants everyone to just love and be happy. And Haven's like, fuck everyone. (laughs) 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 That's kind of good, though, to have like, I feel like they would clash more if they were both if if you had two Havens. Yeah, I'm glad I am glad that, that they are so different. So they already are compared a lot just because they're twins. And so this just gives them even more individuality where they're not going to be compared as much because they are just so different. And so with regard to interests, like sports is one thing, but what about TV shows, like toys? Are they similar? They are. They are similar. They like kind of the typical, I, I will say it is a change of times. And I don't know if Milo is like this. They don't really watch much TV anymore. Like it's now they watch their tablets, like the, they'll watch YouTube. Like they fa- they have found one or two like influencers that they just love and they'll watch kind of their shows that are on YouTube. And we were watching, this was, I don't know, about a year ago now, I guess we were watching Dancing with the Stars when Jojo Siwa was on and I would let them stay up to like watch her dance because they love her. And a commercial came on and they were like, oh God, there's ads on here. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize. Like you never, even if we do watch TV, we fast forward. It's a DVR, something recorded, you know, or something streaming. And so we don't ever have commercials, so to speak. And I was like, oh my gosh, you guys don't know what commercials are. It's just such a different time. So, but they do enjoy similar shows, movies. There's always fighting. There's always fighting though. Like if I I say like, pick a movie, you have to agree on one. 
they like the same like handful of movies, but they purposely will each pick a different one. Just yeah, because they want to be the one yeah, that gets picked to choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, totally. well, we're not watching a movie because you guys can't agree. <laughs> So we used to do YouTube kids, like we would stream it on the TV in the house. And it got to the point where, and Milo's younger, he just turned four. It got to the point where it was so irritating because they would have like two, three minute videos on there and then it would stop and something else would start. And he'd be like, I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch this. I want that one, that one. And we'd have to physically pick him up and bring him to the TV and be like, point to which one you want. Yeah. Oh my God. No, thanks. I finally was like, okay, no more YouTube in the house. You can watch it on your tablet when we are in the car and that's it. So now it's like, do you want to watch Bluey or do you want to watch Spidey? Like, that's it. Because I cannot handle the like, I don't want this one. Like, Uh, (gasps) I will say that is kind of a positive to having twins is that they help each other. So like one of them always knows how to do whatever it is. Like just the other day, Haven was telling me that Cody taught her how to draw a star. And this was like like a year or two ago that she taught her, but she remembers it. And so she was drawing a star and she said, do you know who taught me how to do that, mommy? And I was like, who? And she said, Cody. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. So like they each learn differently. So I, I do think like, especially when it comes to technology, these kids, it's like wild the stuff that they know how to do. But they've had, they had, ta- I think we got them a tablet when they were like two, one of those like Kindle, Amazon pieces of crap. And <laughs> yes, which uh, those things drove me crazy. But they learned how to use it. And at least one of them always kind of knew, because I would always say like, they would always want me to switch and help them. And I'm like, I'm not doing it. You have to either learn how to do it or set your tablet down and not use it anymore. So one of them learned and they help each other now. And, and I'll also say like the other day I woke up and I can hear them giggling and I looked and they were just outside swinging on the swing set playing together. And it just melts my, like they have this built-in friend. They have no idea how lucky they are to have that, you know, and, and having had one child. So my stepdaughter was six when I met her dad it's just night and day. Cause I just remember always having to like entertain her or play with her. And I don't ever have to do that. Now I'm like, that's why you have a sister. Go have fun together. If there was any thing that would convince me to have another <laughs> child, <laughs> I remember my cousin saying like, you're going to be the mom. Cause I, I was like, I'm only having one. Like after I had Milo, I was like, nope, like only one. And she was like, you're going to be the mom at the park that has to go play with her kid. Yeah. <laughs> and I am. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that, like, I don't know which is harder, you know? It's like, there's this, I don't ever have to worry about that. Because even though I obviously do go and play with them sometimes as well, I do have that luxury of being like, you have your built-in bestie. So go and they'll like push each other on the swing or whatever it is that they're playing. Then there's the fighting that always, that usually always ends my like happy bliss of having two is when they start like beating the crap out of each other. And I'm like, it's like, oh, my heart's melting. They're playing together. Oh, they're trying to kill each other. Yeah, kill me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So there's the pros and cons. Maybe you should just like adopt another like four-year-old so you can get past like the baby stage and then you yeah can just, and make sure that they're like best buds yeah first. make sure they get along yeah. you know already and <laughs> I know I'm hoping my sister had a baby so I'm like there you go that'll be Hopefully, your yeah that your, be your lifelong bestie. friend yeah okay I want to talk about TikTok obviously so you have 3.4 million followers on TikTok which like my brain can't even comprehend that number of people like I can't comprehend that number of people when did it start is it quarantine it's quarantine like Uh. many others I don't think I ever would have downloaded TikTok at least not and at that time if it weren't for quarantine because it was like a kid's app and like my teenage stepdaughter used it but we downloaded it in April of 2020 it was during the flip the switch trend and I saw JLo when she was with A-Rod do their little flip the switch trend where they changed outfits. I was home quarantined. My husband still worked during all of that. And so I was home by myself with these two three-year-old darlings and trying to survive the day. And so I thought, okay, like I need to like have some kind of structure to my day. Let's like at least make like a video together or something every day. And so my idea was to have them do the flip the switch 
flip the switch challenge and switch places. But Cody did not want to participate that day. So I ended up doing it with Haven. And it's really cute and funny. That was our first ever video. And I posted it. I had no idea how TikTok worked. Okay. I posted it just so that I can like have it to share on Instagram. And I shared it on my Instagram that had like, you know, it was just friends. I had maybe 500 followers or something. My Instagram and my Facebook page. And then I never even logged back into TikTok until a week later because I wanted to make another video. And we had like 10,000 followers and that video had gone viral for a first video. I think it had like 100,000 views or something like that. Wow. And so I was like, oh my gosh. And then like, I just had posted another video. We did something together and it took off again. And I just saw like the opportunity and potential and just how viral you can go on TikTok. And I thought, okay, well, let's just try posting every day and kind of see where this goes. And it was something fun for me and the girls to do. And I feel like that's how kind of a lot of us mom TikTokers are, is like, you know, you didn't plan for this or anything. It just kind of happened. And I didn't want to miss out on an opportunity for my kids. And so we just continued with it. And yeah, it's wild. We're about to hit 3.5 million. We might be hitting it while we're on the phone, while we're on this podcast. I don't know. Oh, that is so incredible. So like, Obviously, the growth on TikTok is insane. The girls are the stars of that account, really. And so how do you, because even for me, like I used to put Milo on my TikTok a lot more than I do now, simply because he's not home during the day anymore. But now I start seeing, and I'm sure you see it too, like all these like doom and gloom TikToks about having kids on social media And it literally scares the shit out of me. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. But then I'm also like, do you want the few like terrible people that are out there to ruin the enjoyment and the fun and the, you know, opportunity for everyone? So like, I can see both sides. So what is your take on that? And have you, I'm sure you've seen those TikToks and maybe people even come after you for that. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, we get... We get the hate. And I've talked to some of those TikTokers that put that out just because I like to be knowledgeable in all areas. But I think it's similar to having twins where it's like there's a balance. And so I never even thought of that either. Obviously, we just started growing and I was like, how fun and cool is this? And my girls love it. And they have such huge personalities that it's like an outlet for them to express their creativity and like just that creative side that they have. They love to dress up. A lot of the stuff that we do is their idea. Most of it's my ideas, but a lot of the stuff now, they're just so creative. And so I don't want to take that away from them. It's like, you know, there's the pros and cons to everything. So it's the kids who play football. And now we know that like the trauma to their brains and the concussions and any contact sport could cause repercussions down the road. So do you not let your kid play football anymore or soccer or any of those kind of contact sports where you can get concussions? And I kind of relate that this to that, where it's like, there's the pros and there's the cons and you weigh them out, giving my girls the opportunity that they they have now with this platform to do whatever they want in life. They're going to be able to be an astronaut if they want, go to college and it'll be paid for for them. And they won't ever have to worry about that. Or they can go into the entertainment industry because they've already got that kind of advantage where they're already known. So it's really just weighing that out and picking what's best for you and your family. I think the hard part is that there's so many people that are judging. And so I feel like we already get enough mom shame with everything that we do. And now this is just one more thing that's kind of added to our bucket of like, okay, your kid didn't consent to that. Well, no shit. Your kid can't consent to anything. That's why you're their parent. And until they're 18, you do your best to make the best choices for them. And so that's all we're doing. So I understand. And I, like I said, I've talked to a few of the bigger people that are out there on TikTok now that are making these videos to protect the children. And I do agree. They did open my eyes to a lot of things where I don't share anything personal about the girls on there. I don't share where they go to school or where they go to dance or soccer, any of those kind of things. I try to keep it as private as possible. And then just teaching them about privacy and just stranger danger and just the world, you know, just teaching them about the world and to be just to know that I'm just doing my best. And 
hopefully people understand. I, I don't think it's a one size fits all. I don't think everyone who shares their kid is exploiting their kid. And I think that's where it kind of went. Everyone just got pigeonholed into the, if you share your child, you're exploiting them and you're a horrible mother. Yeah. And I feel like it's specific to TikTok for some reason, because, you know, Ryan, the kid from YouTube, nobody's shitting all over his parents. And it's like, is it because it was before this like era of TikTok and exploitation? And and don't get me wrong. I do think there's probably people out there that do exploit their kids and purposely try to make videos of their kids only to earn money or whatever it is, you know? But I think that's like the exception, not the rule. So I think I don't, I'm friends with a lot of the big mom family sort of accounts and they are all absolutely wonderful people who would do anything for their kids and love their kids to death. And I don't know anyone who is putting their child in danger or exploiting them. I do think there are some on the app and I don't follow them or talk to them. But yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment, and there's also a glossing detangling which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair is too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. It's like everything in parenting. There's a lot of gray area. And like, there's no right or wrong. It's what works for your family, what you're interested in, what your children are interested in. And like you said, like when you were saying about the opportunities for them, that's really hard to turn down, you know? And then you don't want your child to be 16 and be like, oh, I really want to get into acting and be on this. And you're like, well, shit, I could have... I could have helped you with... Kept going with that and... Yeah. I mean, I think that as a parent, you just do what's what you feel like is best. You know your kids best. My kids love to entertain. They absolutely love this. If I took making videos away from them, they would be devastated. And so for me, in my heart, I know this is what my kids love to do. And whether it turns into something when they get older or not, I mean, who who knows? But I Do not think there's any chance in the world that my kids would ever look back at me and be like, I'm so mad you made me all that money and saved it for me. And now I'm like able to do whatever I want in life. And I think that's a big thing too, is that because I'm aware, I'm not like a huge creator, but I'm aware of how much money you can make with platforms. And it's nice that you say like you save money for them. And, you know, if when they are heading off to college, they want 
nothing to do with TikTok, but they want to go into whatever yeah, program. Yeah, astronaut or you're like, yeah, they don't have to pay for it. about the money part. Exactly. And yeah. so that's the one thing that I would say, like if there was some laws put in place or something for the kids, that would be my one main thing is that making sure the money is being put aside for the children. I think there's certain, you know, I think with acting now, they have the certain percentage that needs to be put in a Coogan account to protect child actors. So I think eventually something will be created similar to that, where a certain percentage of social media earnings will be put, will have to be put aside for the children too. And I think that's how it should be. I mean, so we put all the money away for our kids. I was able to, fortunately enough, my husband owns his own business. And so this just like, I said, just kind of happened and it wasn't something we were looking for. So we have three separate accounts for that. Each of them, one is a college account and then one is a, an IRA. And then we have a totally separate account for them. So it's just, they're going to be happy girls one day. Do they understand? So, okay. It's so crazy because of course they can't real, I can't even understand. Like you said, like 3.4 million people. Like, I don't think any of our brains can really wrap our head around that. Like When I post on TikTok, I 99% of the time, like, do not have makeup on, do not, like, have my hair done. I feel like no one's watching, and I don't care. (laughs) And then when I look at the views sometimes, and they're in the millions, I'm like, there's a lot of people watching these. Like, this is crazy. It's like, I don't think any of us could truly wrap our heads around it. But they, we do get recognized a lot going out. And so they know that they're famous. TikTok famous and people will come up to them and want pictures and stuff. And now they're starting to recognize like someone might be whispering and they're like, oh, I think that person might know us from TikTok. Should we go say hi? I'm like, yeah, let's go over and say hi. They always know to ask me. And it's usually when the three of us are together that we're most recognized because it's the three of us are the faces of the account. So like does their school, do they know and like, cause I remember there was a, a mom influencer in Toronto where I live and she was like, oh, cause Milo started school in like just a couple weeks or last week. And she was like, yeah, you should let the teachers know just as like a safety precaution that like you are somewhat of a public figure and so on and so forth. So do they know? They know just because the reason that we chose the school we chose was because I wanted the extra safety measures and because we travel sometimes for, to make our TikToks and things. So if I had to pull them from school, I didn't want to have to worry about like an attendance policy or being, you know, them getting in trouble for missing a certain amount of school. So I talked to several schools about it before we made our decision about which school to go with. But I wouldn't say like, I'm like, Hey, they're famous, like look out for them more than anyone else, you know? So I just tried to choose a school that was going to like, was just the safest in our area, no matter what, which I would have done in any circumstance. And then they have their certain security measures that they take with everyone where it's like with pickups and drop-offs. And again, it's like educating my kids. Like if someone comes to pick you up, I told them, even if, even if your Mimi comes to pick you up and I did not tell you she was coming to get you, do not get in the car with her. Like, unless I tell you, because you just, you just never know with anyone. And so I think it's just making sure that they're aware and know that you don't go with anyone unless mom or dad said it was okay. But yeah, so the school is aware, but I do think they do that with all the kids. Yeah. And so what are some of the coolest opportunities that you guys have gotten or like people that you've worked with or like, what are some highlights of their, I'm going to call it a career. Their careers so, far. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see, they got to meet Jojo Siwa and we got to go, that was their very first concert ever. We got to go back and meet her. And then they got to sit like right in the front. And it's, it was like emotional for me because I was sitting there watching my kids thinking like, this is their first concert. This is like going to be like their like security thing on like a password one day. Like what was the first concert you ever went to? Jojo Siwa. Um, And they were just having so much fun and we got the opportunity, which we never would have had to go back and meet Jojo, sit front row. She knows who they are, knows their names, like would look at them and wave. I was like crying at the concert because I'm like, this is just so cool. 
let's see, we flew out to LA in April and we did a video with Jax, the songwriter who just recently blew up with that song, Victoria's Secret. Okay, that's awesome. She is hands down such a genuinely good person. Like she was amazing, incredible. Played hide and seek with the kids. How does that happen? Like, how did that happen? I DM'd Jax on Instagram. So a lot of the things I would say that have transpired or the opportunities that we've gotten has just been from me, like, hustling and knowing that I'm going to be their biggest cheerleader. And so we have, we do have like, so I had DM Jojo too, whenever we, cause I knew she was going to be coming to Oklahoma city for a concert. And I thought, well, maybe possibly she'll like see it because we have the blue little check we're verified on Instagram. So like, maybe she'll see it and it seems to help. And then there's times where we've like made a video where will say a certain person and hopefully like Rosie O'Donnell, we made a video with Rosie, something about Rosie O'Donnell, like a year and a half, two years ago. And just because of our, our fans and our following tagging these people, they'll most likely see the video. And then we just get an opportunity to, to chat with them or meet them. And honestly, that's how I met like a lot of my friends now that are like famous TikTok people. It's just through the app and just, going viral and they saw our video and might've commented. And, and that's how we've made like that, like my best friend right now. I don't know if you're familiar with the twins, Mila and Emma Stoffer. Mila went viral like years ago for all of her little, she used to film these videos like coffee is life. If you saw her, you would know. Cause she's like a meme everywhere. <laughs> um, but anyway, we would get compared. They're two years older than my girls. But we would get compared to them a lot because they're blonde and brunette. And I always loved them. They're so funny. We ended up having the same management last year and we met at an event. And now their mom, Katie, is my best friend that I talk to every single day. And Mila and Emma are Cody and Haven's best friends that they talk to all the time. And we plan trips together a lot and stuff. And so there's so many things that have happened that have changed our life over these past two years that it's wild. And it's like, it's just starting, you know? So I can't wait to see kind of what's to come. What's their interest? When I was looking through all your TikToks, they do almost like a lot of acting stuff on TikTok. Like they're not just like bystanders in the videos, like they're like acting and it's super cute. Yes, thank you. Are they interested in acting? Like have opportunities come their way? Like I feel like is Disney like, hey. Uh, I, I, I mean, <laughs> hello, call us. You can call us Disney. Yeah. Nickelodeon. They love to act. That is their passion. Cody actually just asked me the other day if we can start acting classes. And it's like, so that's like a balancing act because they do soccer and dance. And now they started playing piano. And so it's finding the time to do everything. But they love to act. That's their number one thing. And so I help them out with like getting them to look the part. And honestly, our following is what gives me a lot of ideas because they'll comment and say, like most recently, we've done a lot of Stranger Things recreations. And I never even, I saw the first season of Stranger Things, I think in like quarantine or something I had watched it, but that was it. I w- I'm not very familiar with it. And people started commenting saying my girls looked like Eleven and Max from Stranger Things. And so I looked them up and I thought, oh, they do kind of look similar. And so I showed the girls. And so they've seen like a few of the little tiny like edits people do of the show where it's just like a scene and someone had edited it like a little bit differently. And they're like, oh, we want to act that out. And so I'm like, okay. So I kind of put like the outfit together and set it all up. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. You know? And they are obsessed and they've never even seen the show. So that's like the funniest part about it. They have no idea. But yeah, so they love to act. We are actually signed with an agent here in Oklahoma City who books shows, commercials. And people don't know this, but recently Oklahoma started some kind of rebate program where if filmmakers come and film in Oklahoma, they get some huge rebates. So Oklahoma now has become the third biggest place for filmmakers to film behind LA and New York. And it's only going to get, get bigger because it just, these rebates just started a few years ago. So we've had films out here from Martin Scorsese, Leonardo DiCaprio filmed a film out here. Sylvester Stallone is doing his, his new show that starts airing. It's called Tulsa King. 
but they're actually filming in Oklahoma City. And so we almost got a part on that because of the Stranger Things video. That's how we signed with our agent. So what happened was I got in, I got a message that they were looking for twins to play a role in the Sylvester Stallone show, Tulsa King. And they wanted boys, but they saw my girls and were like, oh my gosh, the the director, I'm not sure exactly who it was, but she loved my girls. It was like, I want them. Would they be interested? Would you be okay? Da, da, da. I'm like, yes. And I asked them, I'm like, would you want to be on TV? They're like, yeah, heck yeah. So I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. You know? And so we went through, like, we just went through the waiting game. And that's when we got with this agent that we're with now to help us kind of negotiate things. And in the end, they ended up going with the boys that they originally wanted. But my girls had that opportunity where it's like, we never would have had that had someone not seen our TikTok. And now so many people have seen that video of my girls from that show where who knows if something's going to come up in the future where they think like, oh, there were those two girls from TikTok. Let's get them, you know? So I don't, I'm excited for the future. I think something big is going to eventually happen and it's just a matter of time. So yeah, they would absolutely love, they keep, they keep asking me when they're going to be on the TV. And I'm like, I don't know. We got to just see. So the crazy thing is though, they kind of are. is like, <laughs> you probably have more of an audience on TikTok. You know what I mean? Like that is the wild thing. It's like when you look at what was it like TV ratings or like number of views for certain shows, like it's much less than a lot of social media platforms. I know. And I was just talking to my husband about this because we were talking about how like for the Super Bowl, they pay, you know, those ad spots for the Super Bowl are like millions of dollars for like a 30 second ad spot. And I think they get like a hundred million people that view the Super Bowl or something like that. And so I was thinking even like Charlie D'Amelio and stuff. I'm like, think like that's what she can charge for a 30 second video TikTok because she's got that same audience and we can charge like 3% of that technically. And that's kind of how I figured out like how to set rates and stuff like that when it comes to TikTok is like, we've got this audience and the potential to reach millions of people with every single time we post. And so I've got to be like super diligent and careful with like how we're going to navigate all of that. Do you have an agent for social media specifically? Yes, we do have an agent for social media specifically. So they help with that too. But when I was first starting and I had no idea any of the money at all about it, but we were just, yeah, discussing that the other day because I was like, I don't think we're charging enough right now. (laughs) I know. I was literally just talking to someone the other day about like when I first started to grow on TikTok and the first time a bigger brand reached out to me to do something, I had no idea. And I literally wrote back saying like, oh, I guess because they asked me what my rate would be. And I'm like, what? And so I said, a hundred dollars. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have a very similar story. The same thing had happened the first time like a big brand reached out. Like we sat on a Zoom call and everything. And then once it was done, they're like, all right, just send over a rate sheet. We'll get it contract over to legal and send it back to you. And I'm like, and I think we had like 500,000 followers at the time before that we had had brands reach out and send us like free product and stuff, but I never really negotiated anything big. And that was when I realized I needed an agent because I had no idea. And so like I was Googling, like, what is a rate sheet? And then I'm like, okay. And I was talking to my mother-in-law and I'm like, okay, people on Instagram that have 500,000 followers charge like $10,000 a post. Like there's no way I can ask for $10,000. That's insanity. Uh, so I didn't ask for that much because I was too, I was too much of a sissy, but. I know if you don't know, you, you don't, don't know. know. And it, it seems crazy to people. Like people are like, you get paid how much to do what? Or like anything. And I'm like, I know, like, I know it's insane, but like, that's what it is. Yeah, I still think it's insane because half the time it's like, they're never going to, I don't think they're going to make that much money back from what they pay. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I mean, unless the post goes absolutely mega viral and explodes. But it's also, it's also just about like brand awareness and like you are aligning yourself with the brand and that is worth something to them. So, you know, it could be six months down the road, someone could be in like the diaper aisle and be like, 
oh yeah, like Renee said she loved these diapers in that one. And it's like, and brands now, like they're smart to put so much money into social media because that's literally how people make shopping decisions. And they said now TikTok's becoming like a search engine for things. So people are just searching, the Gen Zers are searching TikTok for like whatever it is they're looking to shop. And so they're saying like TikTok is now like the place to be for brands if you're advertising anything and it does make sense because I thought even just about like paper towels like if you see a paper towel commercial on tv you're not just immediately going to go to your amazon and order those paper towels but it's planting that seed subconsciously so the next time you're at the store you're like oh yeah I saw those bounce paper towels I'm gonna go buy them you know so (laughs) exactly yeah so I do see the value and it, it but it is it's hard to wrap your head around it's so insane and now the holiday season's coming and we get That's one thing we've had to really manage with the girls is that we get so much stuff shipped all the time. They just get toys and clothes and drinks, like just the craziest stuff. They, they just expect a package every day. They're like, Oh, what package should we get today? And they're just like expecting these things. And so we, my husband and I had to have a talk and come together and say like, okay, when that stuff comes, like I almost need to like put it away And then only do things at certain times. Like if it's not a paid sponsored post or anything, if brands are just sending us stuff, like I just, I don't want the girls to just expect to get something. I know Milo always gets excited when there's a package on the front step. He's like, a package, let's go open it. And does your husband ever feel left out because he's not getting anything? (laughs) Yeah, I think he went through a phase of like a little bit of jealousy with everything because it's all stuff for me or the yeah. kids and so a hundred percent I think my husband got one thing once and like he was so excited I'm like, there you go <laughs> well I just tell my husband if you're in more of the videos then maybe you would actually get some stuff but he doesn't he has his, he's so busy with his own business that it's like if we can snag him here and there for a video he'll like begrudgingly come in but it is just me and the girls mainly so I'm like well If you want some stuff, you got to get in these videos. You got to work for it. (laughs) Okay, well, this was a great conversation. I love your perspective on just the opportunity that this is giving your children, because I don't think that part of it is talked about enough. It's like lately you go on TikTok and I'm like, oh, my God, like stressed out. But this conversation made me feel better, too. Like, it's not just about me. It's like opportunity for the whole family really like yeah I mean the the fact that my kids I just I can't wait to see where their future goes I think they're gonna have the chance to do whatever they want in life and I think anyone should have that chance but this platform just gives you like a leg up you know just that much more of a chance so and to be honest like people have this negative like view of social media and that is where the world is going Like whether you like it or not, like that is, I was just talking to my neighbor. We take our kids to the same bus stop and we always chat on the way back. And she was saying like her seven-year-old daughter wants to start a YouTube channel. And I'm like, yes, like, because that is just where the world is going. Like you, you can't have a successful business or like a startup or anything anymore unless you have a platform. Like it is everything. Like I totally agree. And you know what I didn't say that I will add is if my girls ever said, I don't want to do this anymore, we would just stop doing it. I would never, ever force them to do any of this stuff. And so if there's a day where they don't love it or one of them decides, I don't really want to do this anymore. And you only start seeing one of the girls more often then and that's what we do now. So like a lot of times, a lot of our people will say like, oh, she's your favorite or she's your favorite. And it's just because there's a time where one of them just doesn't feel like filming for like a month. And so I just do stuff with the other girl. Like I'm never going to force them if they don't feel like it. So. Yeah. Cause then, then it won't be fun. Then it won't be fun. Anymore. It will be like and a job. Yeah. Yeah. And it ruins totally. the whole purpose. So yeah. Okay. Well, where can people find you online if they don't already follow you? And do you have any like short-term plans coming up that you can tell us about or something going on, something exciting? We're on TikTok at Garza Crew, as well as Instagram at Garza Crew. And our Facebook fan page has started to create a whole new audience of people. You could search us there at Garza Crew as well. And yeah, we've got some fun, exciting stuff coming up. My girls love to dress up. So Halloween is coming up. So we've got a lot of different 
outfits already planned. We're already filming some stuff to say that we're saving for October. And we are going on a TikTok family, mom, daughter, I don't know what you want to call it, trip at the end of the month where we're getting together with, there's five of us all together, five TikTok moms with our kids. And so we're all getting together. Yeah, we're all going to Florida at the end of the month. So that'll be just fun for all of our kids. All of our kids are like between the ages of like four to seven. So it's just going to be so much fun for them to just, it's all girls to just play and I love when you get to meet other TikTok people and do like collabs. It's so fun. I know. Yeah. It's, I feel like you need to have that or else you'll go crazy because TikTok is such a roller coaster that you need people that understand the craziness of it. So, all right. Well, thanks for talking with me thanks today. Thanks for having me. It's so nice to meet you virtually. You as well. Mm-hmm.